there anybody there? It seems I'm all alone again. Does anybody care? This planet's empty. I see no signs of life. Please don't tell me that the human race did not survive. There are no people in the future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. Hey, everybody, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Yes, everybody. It is another Monday. That means another Out to Coop Live. It is Monday, March 27th, 2023. Welcome to Raging Chicken's Out to Coop Live. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. And Out to Coop Live, we talk to progressives, activists, and troublemakers of all sorts, right from our own backyard and from across the country. You can join us at the end of the week for our Friday Politics Roundup, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. And you can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can support this show by becoming a patron for as little as 5 bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress today. You can also help out the show by heading over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. And if you're a podcast listener, wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Podbean, wherever it might be, just leave us that five-star review that helps other people find the show. And for more PA Progressive Talk, you can tune to the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern on his YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook, you know, wherever, you, wherever you're going to get a stream every night at 9 o'clock, you're going to find it, Rick Smith Show. For all the details, head on over to ricksmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. And you got to check out the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast if you haven't already. The amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind this podcast rock the house. And they know where the bodies are buried. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And subscribe to their podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. And you haven't heard the signal. That's right, the signal. It's a new podcast by the Bucks County Beacon. The Signal is hosted by Beacon's editor-in-chief. Hey, I know this guy. I think he might be on the show tonight. Uh, Cyril Michaleko. Yes, indeed. And produced by yours truly. Twice a month, The Signal will shine a light on the right-wing extremist current streaming through Bucks County and beyond. Cyril invites guests who can provide insight, analysis, and organizing solutions so that we can steer the community toward calmer, saner, progressive roots. You can check out all the details at buckscountybeacon.podbean.com where you can subscribe to that podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to The Signal. Do it now. You got a minute? Go do it. And attention all you gamers out there. The Game Inn is a Quaker Town-based, black family-owned gaming store. They're friends of the show. They got everything for Retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, walls of Funko Pops. And kids get discounts when they get these in the report cards. Can't beat it. Check them out on their Facebook page. Follow them on Twitter at, at the Game Inn. That's with two N's. Got a question about a game, looking for something hard to get? Shoot them a message or drop them an email at thegameinpa at gmail.com. And a special shout-out goes to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at, at Song of Dayman. Again, two N's, at Song of Dayman on Twitter. And hey, folks. As you'll hear tonight, man, we cannot let Paul Martino and his oligarch friends buy our schools and push extremist politics in our community. 
Raging Chicken has teamed up with Level Field to launch a truly community-rooted PAC to invest in organizing, supporting local and statewide progressive candidates, and unmasking the toxic organizations injecting our communities with right-wing extremism. We're putting small-dollar donations to work to beat back the power of big money. You can get more information and drop your donation at ragingchicken.levelfield.net. Well, everybody, this week, as I was saying and hinting at this week, I welcome Cyril Michaleko back to the show. Cyril is the editor-in-chief of the Bucks County Beacon and host of their bi-monthly podcast, The Signal. On tonight's show, we'll be digging into the latest with the creeping extremism on Bucks County school boards and in the people working to take back public schools from right-wing ideologues. We'll also get the latest updates from the Beacon and their current fundraising drive to support and expand hard-hitting independent media in Bucks County. Go check them out at buckscountybeacon.com. And if you want to support the Beacon right now, you can head on over to buckscountybeacon.com slash support hyphen the hyphen beacon. That's support hyphen the hyphen beacon. Check them out. Support the Bucks County Beacon. Want to be real simple about it. Just go to the buckscountybeacon.com and click the support tab. and We'll be good to go. Cyril, welcome to tonight's show, man. Great to be back, Kevin. Yeah, it's great having you back uh, kind of on Monday and, uh, you know, I was saying to you before the show is that I was thinking that I had this this moment of apparently delusion that um, that maybe that some of the worst of the extremism that was running through Bucks County had actually burned itself out and it's like, you know, self-contained forest fire. Uh, but apparently uh, the fungus is among us and it continues to spread. Um, uh, and it's, you know, I, it, it looks like we're gearing up for quite uh, an election cycle this year. No, absolutely. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, there's no rest for the weary. <laughs> I think that's for sure. That is for sure. Well, you know, you know, when we're talking about um, digging in a little bit to some of the school board stuff that's happening uh, kind of around Bucks County, you know, w- one of the things that that I did, you know, just kind of say, oh, yeah, let me see, you know, check out all the things, reread some of the pieces that are ha- coming out in the beacon um, of <laughs> the, the school board. And just as a sampling, for everybody just so you get a sense this is just the latest stuff that's been that's been uh that's been published something a piece by darren lawson said why i'm taking the penridge school district to court yes that's about book banning yes remember that oh yeah good old big book banning and then yes there was a central buck school board director voting maps there was a court hearing about that because they were trying to gerrymander the school board election zones that's pretty incra- That's pretty crazy. Penridge, or, I'm sorry, Pencrest School Board member says, I don't care what the law says, <laughs> right? So we've got that going on. And then you've got, say, oh, we've got a great piece, um, kind of um, a great piece, got a first-person story t- today, tomorrow, and yesterday as a transgender youth in Bucks County and across the country talking about the experiences of kind of like being a student and being alive in this, uh, this county and this school district in the midst of all this stuff. Oh, yeah, then there's Representative Brian Fitzpatrick votes for Mom for Liberty back parents' rights bill. I mean, you know, it just it's amazing, Cyril, about the degree of like insanity that's going on. But it also seems to me that your reporting, your the beacons reporting on all this stuff should be pointing us in the direction of say these are not just isolated incidents, but this is the playbook. This is the playbook that we're going to be see unfolding in the days, the weeks, and years ahead as we gear up toward the next presidential cycle. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, this this is something that the GOP um, has adopted, right, as their kind of most current crusade within the culture wars, um, and you know. Bucks County is largely ground zero for that. You know, you mentioned some some of the coverage that we've been publishing 
recently. You know, I think Darren's piece was like really interesting because it it it, it shows what lengths these right wing extremist school boards will go to. Um, and those lengths include lying, right? You know, they're saying we're not banning books, right? But in in Darren's case, with the research that he was doing, um, he showed that every single book was being checked out off the library shelves um, for up to three hundred and sixty five days. Um, and then when he inquired about that with an RTK, uh, what the school district did was check the books back in right, for the RTK when he's inquiring about these certain books, gave, gave the report, and then checked them out like, within like a couple of days later. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, they don't even have the courage of their own, you know, right-wing convictions to just be honest and forthright about what they're doing. And then they'll try to gaslight you and say, oh, well, we're not banning books. Well, you know, maybe... Technically, right, you're not, but you're just removing them indefinitely so that no one has access to it. And then there's no transparency around it, um, you know, from the people, for parents, right? For the, for the, for the people and right. the students who their kind of actions impact. Um, and, you know, it, it seems like that's the Bucks County playbook because it, it's similar in Central Bucks School District, right? Um Yep. You know, there was a lot of uh, secrecy around them drafting their um, library policy uh, 109.2 administrative regulations. Um, and it was only because of the investigative reporting of Emily Rizzo at WHYY that we saw or that we discovered that what they had done is that they outsourced um, drafting these regulations about how they would handle book challenges, which would lead to book bans because they would remove these books for years based on right. what one parent might want. Um, they farm that out to the Independence Law Center. So who's the Independence Law Center, right? You know, it's the legal arm of a Christian nationalist organization, PA Family Institute, which is part of the, under this national umbrella, um, the Family Research Council, which the Southern Poverty Law Center um, correctly identified as a hate group because of their anti-LGBTQ positions. Um, and so there's a reason why, like, you know, these right wing school boards run by, like, you know, Dana Hunter, right, who's in charge of Central Box. Um, there's a reason why they're not being transparent and forthright with parents around that, because I, I'd like to think that, like, most parents that, you know, across the political spectrum, unless they're part of this, like, you know, far right MAGA um, wing, I think they'd be a little concerned about that, about kind of in a public school turning towards a Christian nationalist law firm to craft policy yeah. for everyone. And, and, and so this is what we're up against. Um, and, you know, and I think like, you know, obviously parents are, you know, they're awakened to this. Like they know what's going on now. Thankfully there's been like a lot of reporting what, you know, what we've been doing here at the Bucks County Beacon, um, what Chris Ollery had been doing while he was at the Courier Times, though he's no longer there now. Um, he's on kind of statewide desk. Um, you know, and Emily Rizzo's, uh, reporting has been just fantastic, um, you know, throughout the last year and a half, two years. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, the thing is, what's this is what's this is what's most telling to me about uh, like Emily Rizzo's reporting, for example. I mean, she's a reporter for WHYY. Right. WHYY is not exactly like the lefty kind of like, you know, troll farm thing that's going after just, you know, like just just trying to make a like make a headline. Right. I mean, they had diligent reporting. Right. They're kind of she's been following consistently and for, for the for Christian nationalists to be utilized as, you know, part of the frame within WHYY, that shows you how far those groups have gone and like how extreme these school bards are because like, look, WHYY, yes, it's a nonprofit, nonprofit kind of like media organization and stuff, but they're pretty middle of the road in terms of their reporting. They may lean, lean a little bit liberal, but they're pretty middle of the road. They don't like to kind of use what they might say, you know, uh, kind of extremist language or something like that. No, they're using that as descriptions, right? It's the descriptor of who these organizations are and who's, who's basically, I don't know, laying the groundwork and producing the playbook for what's happening in our schools. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I think like with, with WHYY and NPR, I, I, they're kind of part of this, you know, nationwide kind of media awakening um, to this long running thread of Christian nationalism, which has often been kind of like operating, you know, in the shadows behind the scenes um, because there, there's been, you know, there's been work about it in the past. It just hasn't been as mainstream as it is now. Right. And I think, you know, the movement became emboldened under the Trump administration. And then, you know, there was a lot of like, you know, un unfortunately the January 6th committee, they didn't really highlight this as much, but there was a huge Christian nationalist presence within the insurrection um, you know, at, at the events at the Capitol on January 6th, um, with prayers and books and crosses, um, you know, it, so, you know, they're trying to, the Christian nationalist movement is kind of like, is like the Whig party for the Republican party. I mean, it's, it's pretty much like taking over the Republican party and, you know, their goal is to kind of like infiltrate like all kind of aspects of, you know, civil society, whether it's, you know, education, kind of like forcing their brand of religion on, on churches, politics, me, uh, media, government, etc. And, you know, we're, we're seeing the Christian nationalists come out of the woodwork at Central Box, right? I mean, they're, they're explicitly and well, comfortably saying it that they, they want God in the classroom at a public school where not everyone's Christian, let alone not an, everyone is kind of like a zealot following their kind of right-wing extremist misinterpretation of Christianity. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's everywhere right now. I mean, the fact that we're, you know, in some ways like national commentators um, on these issues have kind of had it kind of flipped upside down. Um, one of the things that I know that you've been talking about at the beacon and we've certainly been talking about raging chicken is that the playbook is being developed in our school boards, right? It's not the not like the national kind of like right-wing organizations are starting with their playbook and the school boards and they're filtering that up to at the national level. Of course, this is what we had at the national level this week, right? This kind of hearings on the like parental rights legislation, which is the same thing coming from the same 
exact location. And this is a quick point here. This is uh, to your point on operating in the dark. Uh, Jenny Stevens just posted a comment, basically said, yeah, it doesn't help that the Penridge live stream is broken tonight as they try to ram through a policy that would defeat the pays survey. So this pays survey, of course, is that survey self-reporting about, say, drug and alcohol use and kind of um, behaviors. Here, it's the only one that we've got, and the school board is looking to basically take that away, get rid of that survey, and to be able to have a greater control over what kind of information can be gathered uh, about our students and our schools, and then they have control over it. So, um, yeah, and and you know, part of this is you know they want to indoctrinate these kids, you know, by one keeping them from a wide variety of literature um, that kind of bring forth the experience of people of color, of LGBTQ communities in the country, and kind of like our, you know, our, our, our troubled history as we kind of continuously, you know, strive to be a more democratic and inclusive nation. Um, and there's a reason why, like, you know, going back to Penridge is like that, that they want to use the kind of 1776 curriculum, um, you know, which has been yep. debunked by actual historians. And it's nothing more than kind of like this jingoistic kind of nationalistic propaganda that they want to kind of ram down these kids throats um, in order for them to, you know, create a pipeline from like there to like Turning Point USA to Proud Boys to MAGA voters, right? I mean, I think that's like the, that's the ultimate goal there. Um, you know, and, and another thing that I think, you know, has bothered me is just kind of this anti-LGBTQ hate, right? And bigotry is main it's it's almost becoming mainstream now and we're be we're becoming desensitized to it right um you know at the last school board meeting at central bucks um which i was live tweeting about they one of the public the first public speaker was um this guy simon campbell right and he's kind of like known throughout the county you know it's kind of like a right-wing blowhard um he doesn't even live in the district, right? But he ended up going there to speak. And one of the first things he did was insult LGBTQ kids. He called, the, you know, he was just chastising them for not knowing the Constitution and said, well, the LBQTURX plus minus, like thinking he was making a joke. Um, you know, he said that while there was LGBTQ kids there, Right. And then and potentially listening. And then no one like kind of said anything to interject. Like, I, you know, I, I guess it's his, you know, First Amendment right to be an asshole <laughs> and be a bully. And maybe you wouldn't call him that. But, you know, at, at the very least, like school board president Dana Hunter, who right before he started speaking, was like imploring the public to be more civil. She should have said something. Like he could have went on his right wing rant and hey, maybe not bully and make fun of kids, right? And and this is why we need like social and emotional learning and, and DEI programs and anti-bullying programs in schools. It's so your kids don't grow up to be adults like him. That go to that right. specifically go to a school board meeting, not even where they live, not even where they have kids, just to be a bully. 
just to quote unquote own the libs or or whatever. Yeah, you know, I think that Simon Campbell is a great example, um, and I, I think that you know, I, I like your idea that there should have been something said afterwards. And I think you know, even how how some of the school board members need to think about how you respond to people like this, right? Because the last thing you want to do, I mean, like I, I think about this stuff all the time, right? I mean, the last thing you want to do is play on their terms, right? Because basically what the lawsuits that like all these lawsuits that Simon Campbell, like, like files against school districts has to do with his suppression of free speech rights and kind of like anti-union stuff and things like this too, as well. So, you know, I, I've seen videos in the past where he's been asked to leave. And then he says, I left like, you know, England to come here to free speech. And now it's being taken away, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, okay, let him have his, let him have his thing. And then you, then you pause the conversation for a second and say, look, a lot of the issues that we're talking about here about, like you said, social moral learning. And so like this is like, what we've just heard is a perfect example of some of the problems in our discourse about how we do not need to behave towards each other in a community. Right, precisely what you know, and to be able to recognize, like you know, attempts at demagoguery or attempts at kind of like suppression of kind of minority rights um, by a dominant. It's like this is this is a perfect example of this. I encourage everybody right to get a transcript of what he just said so we can study it to know. That you, you know, what I mean, like just to, to flip it back and to name it and to point to it call it out and say, look, I'm not going to, you want to have a right to be an asshole, have a right to be an asshole. Um, but that doesn't mean that this community, like, you know, again, it's a, it's a classic example of what you do in those moments um, kind of rhetorically, right? Is I, you say, okay, who, you bring the question back to who we are as a community. Um, and, you know, I, I don't mean to take up all this time with this, but, you know, I, I think about these moments again and again is, is part of the struggle I think that so many parents and, and organizers are having that are going to school board meetings is that, you know, for the longest time, you start with kind of rationality, right? You start with basically saying, okay, look, I know everybody wants to do well by our kids. So can't we just kind of like approach this kind of and refer to the experts and all that stuff? The problem is these people, especially the school boards that are dominated by these extremists, they don't yeah. care about that. Like they're after kind of like forcing an agenda down our throats. So, I mean, I, and that's, that's really tricky. And I, you know, I'm curious, you know, you guys have done, been doing just great reporting on, you know, what like parents and students and teachers have been doing kind of in response to it. So, I mean, as this gears up, are you seeing these kind of moments of hope or possibility and what yeah, you're sure. I mean, yes and no. You know, I think Leo Birchall, you know, you, you mentioned um, his, op-ed today, tomorrow, and yesterday as a trans student bus yeah. county. I mean, when I read something, you know, as eloquent and articulate um, as what he wrote, you know, that, that kind of gives me hope. Um, you know, but, on, you know, on the flip side of that, when you, when you see, you know, Campbell or hear Campbell kind of like, you know, vomit this kind of like high school age bullying type rhetoric, and then there being no interjection from and, and let's be honest that you know i think it's the responsibility of the the right to police their own because they're not going to listen to me they don't you know, they don't care what i think um and they don't think they like me very much but you know it's you know for dana hunter or even like you know there's a great photo of paul martina with simon campbell back to school pack, you know, with this $10,000 check, like that's his tribe, right? That's his family. That's, you know, if he was a voter in Central Bucks School District, I'm sure he'd be voting for his wife, you know, Arti Martino. Um, 
so you know it's people like that like if they really you know they they want to kind of like portray themselves as like moderates and you know we we don't want to ban books we don't want to kind of disenfranchise lgbtq kids um you know if that's the case then why aren't you speaking out and speaking to these people that are your people that you have supported in the past um but you know i i don't necessarily i i don't know them personally but i know like their packs um in the past have supported many people that were either QAnon, um, bigoted yeah. conspiracy theorists now here's the thing and i want to make this clear they said that they were only kind of supporting people based on them being like against any kind of like mitigation um, policies that kept kids out of school and you know i i believe that um but, you know, at the same time, like, are, are they trying to suggest to us that they didn't do any due diligence or background? Right? You know, right. I mean, thank God Charles Manson didn't run for school board in Bucks County because if he was about keeping kids in school, then they would have given him a check for $10,000. And it didn't matter about right. anything else in his background or past. Right. Yeah, that's exactly the issue right there, right? It's like, okay, if you're going to... That may be true on paper. Those are the people who are supportive, regardless of political party or background. But come on, if you're supporting a candidate and you're giving them money, I mean, just as you know, and look, Paul Martino is not an idiot, right? I mean, you cannot tell me for that he did not know like what these people's back. Of course they did, right? Because you know what? They have to submit an application. When they submit an application for money, guess what happens? You go find out about those people. Right. Yes, you look at the records on kind of whatever they're thinking about, you know, defunding public schools and like support them. Right. Um, but come on. I mean, it just it doesn't pass. Like, you know, it doesn't smash the smell test. So, no, speak, and, and, right? and, you know, so, if we're being honest, like they're both MAGA. Right. You know, he and his wife, like both were Trump supporters. Right. She donated to Kathy Barnett, who was kind of like. Um, you know, he was part of the Mastriano wing of the Pennsylvania Republican Party. And, you know, Barnett has the same type of, um, you know, bigoted and anti-LGBTQ kind of positions. Like you, you just look at her social media where, you know, she tried to she posted that like pedophilia is a cornerstone of Islam that, you know, got into the conspiracy theories that Obama is a Muslim Um posted please pray for my babies and me we're about to go board um the place to california and there's a homosexual female um you know so she donated money to this person maybe she doesn't believe that and i'd like to think that she doesn't I mean, let's just say she doesn't but i think it does call into question her judgment supporting someone like that like what is she going to say? Well, I like her policies. You know, it's like the whole Trump thing. I like his policies, but just you know, yeah. not what he believes or says. <laughs> right? Yeah, but I mean, what other policies though? I mean, you can even say that even at that level, that, that, that doesn't even smell like pass the smell test. I, mean, I told the story on the on on kind of on a Friday politics roundup. But we we ran into this this woman in the airport coming back from vacation. And then, you know, it's like this older woman and she turns out she's from mainline, like mainline, like outside Philadelphia. And then she start. then she says, well, I'm a Trump supporter. And then you're like, oh, crap. Right. And so here we go. And then she's like, you know, I just don't understand why people just can't focus on the policies, what's good for America, not whether they like the person or not. And then, you know, and I'm like, I just had a really good vacation and I don't want my blood pressure going up right now. But like what's going through my brain at this exact moment is like. 
what, what are the policies that you actually were really supportive of? Was it the, you know, caging kids at the border, right? Was it the kind of redistribution of wealth to the top of like 0.1%? Like, what, what was it exactly? Was it the kind of like, you know, I mean, let's go through the, through the list. So what that says is that it, the Republican Party is the problem <laughs> right now. It's not it, the, it's not like the few bad actors. This is why I cannot stand the kind of Trump bad man discourse, right, is because, yes, he is a bad man, but the, the, the problem is much deeper. It's those exact policies that you kind of like are pointing to that are causing the problems. Right. And guess what? There's some really bad people that are supporting those policies. And there's some people that know how to smile and shake hands that support those policies. Yeah. And, you know, another part of the problem, I think, is, um, you know, even though there's still kind of two daily newspapers back um, and still in Bucks County. uh, (laughs) They're rapidly (laughs) shrinking. They're being gutted right from the inside. Um, And the readership is dwindling. So. First, like we would need the the newspaper to actually cover and interrogate these types of issues and questions, which is something they're loath to do. Especially, I've noticed this, especially around elections. Right? They don't want to. Yep. They don't want to mine and excavate. Um, you know what? Who these people have supported in the past, because that's a reflection of the the type of person they're gonna they're going to be in office or the types of policies they're going to support, you know, what they've posted on social media, they've been loath to do that. Um, and then just kind of like, nail, you know, they'll have like these general questionnaires, but you really have to nail them down. Like for, you know, for example, right. Do you think it's okay for one parent to decide that a book is not suitable for every single student in a school? Right. right? Of course, a parent, can say, hey, I don't want my kid to have access to this book, which they can do, and they can call the library and they can give them a list of books that they don't want. But a parent shouldn't have the right to make that decision for every other parent. And that's what this whole like parental rights movement that's is about. Point. It's about right-wing right. parents determining what is appropriate for everybody. Right. Yeah, there is virtually nobody making the argument that you as a parent do not have the right to say, I don't want my child to read this thing, right? There's actually already a process, right? That if you're objecting to the content of a particular book, you can say, I don't want my child reading that thing, right? And then you get to have your right as a parent, right? Me personally, as an educator, I think that's also kind of messed up, right? Because I think education serves a purpose beyond kind of like, you know, familial control. But Put that aside. Given that they already have the rights that are there, the rights uh, kind of are there. It's the, the fact that they want just to go back to where we started with they, you know this whole kind of Christian nationalist way of thinking about the world. They want to impose what they think on everybody else, and that is the complete upside down world uh, that we're living in at this point. Yeah, and you know, and like I was saying, like back to my other my previous point, it's just like well, even if the courier did th- do this, which I don't think they will, like who's going to see it? <laughs> no one reads it. And a, a lot of these right. candidates wouldn't even, um, you know, fill out question, like general questionnaires from like the League of Women Voters, right? Um, they don't care. So, you know, th- th- this is something that obviously, you know, we're going to push. We, you know, we don't have, we're still growing and obviously we want to kind of like have our reach kind of be broader, but, you know, I think it's a type of thing that candidates really need to kind of highlight 
as they're campaigning, the Democrats, um, because it shows a clear difference um, in policy-wise between them and their opponents. And it gives like a tangible and like common sense example, right? Um, right. And and this is what Central Bucks is pushing. They're pushing the ability for a single parent to make that decision for everyone. And like we said, like not all books are, you know, suitable for all students. Like, you know, students kind of like intellectually and emotionally mature, you know, at different levels. Um, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I hate to say it, but a parent that equates, you know, the kind of like very difficult scenes in the bluest eye, you know, about, you know, rape and incestuous rape and conflates that with sexualizing children or grooming. I don't think they're intellectually at a level to kind of read something like that because they're obviously not getting it. They're, they're missing something here. And, and unless they're just being cynical and lying and just kind of like just throwing that like sexualization grooming kind of uh, epithet out because, you know, that's what they've been told to do. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I mean, part of the challenge here is like, look, we can't really know what's in people's hearts, <laughs> right? We can make arguments about it. We can kind of all this, but frankly, I'm at the point where I'm, I don't care really what's in your heart at this point. I'm looking at what you're saying. That doesn't mean that I could dismiss people or say that we can't have, can't have conversations with people, but it's the idea is that, well, you might really think that, but let's, let's talk about what, you know, kind of what the problem is here with this, this particular kind of approach. Let's talk about why that, the conflation that you're making between this scene, the bluest eye and pornography is so far off base and why this might be important for some kids um, to be reading. Right. Um, what is the purpose of education? How do we have it? And that's the affirmative argument that is a little bit harder to make at this point. Um, but I, I want to do two things before we run out of time tonight. It's like one is that it kind of piggybacking off what you were talking about, what you're trying to do with the beacon and what has been happening with, uh, you know, really the degradation of uh, reporting and kind of newspapers within Bucks County, but not just Bucks County. This is happening in everywhere. Um, First, I want to say, like, take a little broader look. We talked a little bit about what's happening on the uh, the school boards and stuff, but some other things that you've been featuring of, le of late, because, you know, I'm always astounded about how fast and how wide, you know, Bucks County Beacon has grown. Um, and, I, you know, I see Pat LaMarche, for example, that you've got kind of writing for you now has just been doing some bang up um, kind of reporting has adds such a, an amazing dimension here. Mm -hmm. Jenny Cohn's got a new piece that's out in there. So you can talk a little about so, some of the other things that you've been covering of late and Beacon, why you think these are important for us to be taking a look at? Sure. Um, you know, we're trying to fill in the gaps that, you know, the Courier Times and the Intel are, are leaving. Um, and... You know, Pat, like you said, like Pat LaMarche has just been been doing a great job. I mean, one of the things that we, we've, you know, from the start that we've wanted to do is just keep an eye on the local congressman, right? Because that seems like a pretty basic function of what like a newspaper is for, right? For the community so that they know, so that they can inform the readers how the congressman's voting and interpret what that means. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, the Courier and Intel, though, they only really cover the things that Fitzpatrick spoon feeds to them and they won't cover other votes. Like a while back, I, 
you know, I wrote about him co-sponsoring a bill calling for a constitutional convention, which is like this big kind of like right wing project, um, you know, led by folks like Steve Bannon and Rick Santorum, um, where, you know, they feel like if they can get like right wing control of state houses, uh, you know, if they call for a constitutional convention, they'll essentially have the power to rewrite the Constitution under Article 5. Um, that's something that the Courier Times refused to talk about. And then, you know, when Ashley has brought it up at the debate and he lied about it and he's just like, oh, it's just about a balanced budget amendment. Well, that was a lie, right? The right. Courier Times didn't call him out for it because, I don't know, either they didn't know or they didn't want to. Um, and so, you know, fast forward, he just voted with um, the MAGA House for the per, you know so-called Parental Bill of Rights, um, which is just kind of like a dog whistle to like for the Moms for Liberty extremists saying like, hey, we we need you to go to battle and war with public schools. Um, one as a way to transform public education and some kind of like right wing vision, and and two, if not to kind of like destroy it from within, um, because that's part of the issue. Um, Pat had a, a good piece about yeah. um, this bill that this resolution that was just proposed and you know co-sponsored by every member of the Philly area um, congressional delegation except uh, Fitzpatrick that would award um, slave former slaves posthumously um, the congressional gold medal. Uh, he hasn't co-sponsor that. He, I know he's busy trying to make St. Patrick's Day a, a federal holiday, so maybe he's too busy with that to bother. Um, yeah, but it, come on, it, got to get your priorities in there, Cyril. Come on. Yeah, but, you know, it's like the Bucks County NAACP president, um, Karen Downer, told, uh, you know, told Pat, like, she doesn't expect him to, to co-sponsor this because, you know, this forces the nation to kind of, like, recognize and confront, you know, the difficult history that we've had with slavery and to at least symbolic symbolically like make amends and then recognizing that it was you know the, the a lot of the wealth of this country was built back on the backs of slaves um even before 1776 dating back if you look at the dates it's from 1619 right when you know when the first slaves were kidnapped and and, and trafficked over um to the united states um pat also had uh, uh, some good articles um dealing with uh, homelessness in Bucks County, as well as poverty and how the loss of like the emergency uh, SNAP benefits um, are impacting uh, low income families as well as seniors throughout Bucks County. Um, you know, Catherine Caruso has been doing a great job, yeah. um, you know, expanding our reporting, um, you know, not just she's recovered things locally, like, you know, the, these coordinated attacks on like the rainbow room by, you know, that kind of, the, you know, anti LGBTQ bigot libs of TikTok as well as like Fox News and their kind of like local digital ground shirts to more statewide um, issues like, uh, you know, there was a hospital in Lehigh Valley that was going to deport a coma, an undocumented comatose mom, right, because they didn't want to pay the bills. Um, now, thankfully, it look, looks like they've reversed that or at least put that on hold. Um, you know, we have Peter Green, um, 
who's our kind of like monthly education reporter, a longtime educator uh, for 25 years, um, who's been doing great reporting for us as well as other um, publications like Bloomberg. And then, you know, Jenny Cohn just keeps like hammering the kind of like this, you know, the Christian nationalist movement and like their fellow um, travelers on the far right. And, and, and she really, um, you know, she put um, Roger Stone under the microscope for a three part series. Um, and next up, what she's working on now is kind of an expose about who is Scott Pressler? Right, this um, you know this Republican activist who will be coming to Bucks yeah. County on April sixth. So she's gonna she's you know digging into his background and the extremist baggage that he carries with him, you know. And then of course, you know, you know part of the, the philosophy of the Bucks County Beacon was, you know, it's about we the media and just kind of like being a platform for like local progressive writers and reporters and, and we're continuing to kind of expand um who's contributing um and and just we're, we've been publishing some really good stuff like you've mentioned leo the student journalist yeah. from um, cb west um his stuff's great uh, obviously kirsten zolfo um always has the latest on what fitzpatrick's been up to jenny stevens is our kind of like you know, daily reporter covering what's happening on the ground in Bucks County and the surrounding counties. Um, you know, Layla Casey and Doylestown's been the least a recent addition. Yourself um, and you owe me an op-ed. <laughs> I do, I do. It's I swear to God, I've had this thing in draft form for like three weeks now, and I just got to. It's like I swear, it's like you know, I'm like I'm I'm running a I'm running a five k right, and I'm just like I'm just spent in the last thing, and I'm kind of like. I swear it's got to be coming soon. <laughs> it's got to get over the finish line. You know, and, and, and we've expanded our coverage to like what Harrisburg's doing as well, right? So, um, you know, back to Pat, she had a great piece about um, three Pennsylvania lawmakers um, that want to try to push through a pilot program to introduce a, a four-day, 32-hour work week, which is something that's not only been happening nationally, um, but internationally. Yeah. Um, you know, in Pennsylvania, where you'd get the same pay and benefits, um, you know, as you would as if you were working a full 40 hour week, you know, and, and this is something that, you know, businesses, a lot of businesses are kind of ad adapting and, and, and it's been successful for them. They're realizing, well, like, when our workers are happier, <laughs> they're more productive. They're more productive. I mean, it's like, it's like, who would have thought? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and then just, um, you know, just today, uh, Jenny Stevens had a piece um, about a bill um, to stop the unauthorized um, pelvic, prostate and rectal exams that are that you, you're subject to in Pennsylvania without your consent. Um, so Elizabeth Fiedler has a bill to to ban this in Pennsylvania. Um so, you know, I'll, I'll make a quick pitch, if you can, if you'd like to see us continue to grow, con continue to expand 100%. our coverage, you know, from the school boards, you know, to labor, to public health, to Harrisburg, if you could, if you could donate five or $10 a month, 
um, that goes a long way, especially if we can get 100 people to donate during this spring fun drive or more. Um, you know, you're supporting local writers and you're supporting news and progressive analysis that you're not going to get at the Courier Times and the Intelligencer. It's just, it's not available there. They don't have the scope or the depth or the breadth or the, the analysts that we provide readers with. Um, and knowledge is power, you know, especially when organizing to try to take back, you know, um, school boards captured from extremists or to kind of like push and promote progressive solutions, you know, to the everyday problems that we're faced with. Yeah, and I think that this is, I mean, exactly this, the spring fundraiser that you're doing right now, again, head on over to the buckscountybeacon.com. There's a nice little button there that says support the beacon, kind of right up in the headers, click on support the beacon. Um, you can donate kind of anything that you can afford. You can go ahead, you could donate to that. You give 10 bucks a month, you can give more a month, you can give hundred dollars a month if you got it burning a hole in your pocket you know why not and while you're there you can pick up some nice swag too as well you can get the we the media hat right like which i should have worn tonight for tonight's show um I'll go. but yeah seriously head on over I was, uh, because i, I want to uh, there's a couple points that you made there that i just want to make sure we underscore is like on the one hand yes you're getting a, pers a progressive perspective on a lot of issues or issues that are you're focusing on some issues a lot of issues that are of interest and are important to progressive community in bucks county and and beyond that's true but also the other point there is that you're filling in gaps that should be covered by just everyday reporting that just does not exist any longer right so you've got beacon the beacon doing the kind of double work of both kind of saying doing the reporting of these issues that we need to know about just as a baseline to be kind of active and effective kind of democratic citizens in this country. Um, and then on top of it, kind of giving angles and perspectives on issues that are, that matter the most in progressive community and that we kind of basically deserve highlighting because of the work that they're doing. So, I mean, it's like a bang up, you know, win, 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 win scenario, right? So if you're like me, if you canceled your subscription to the, uh, the courier times, right, transfer over the, that subscription, <laughs> the courier times to the Bucks County beacon. Right. Um, if you got a chance to drop just 10 bucks a month, like 10 bucks a month, or even if you can only give one one time donation, anything that you can do is going to help support independent media. You've heard me say this and with Raging Chicken and we talk about in the podcast all the time about this. But the beacon is really kind of is has become I'll, you know, I'll put it like that, not will become or is becoming, but has become the go to source for kind of kind of reporting, kind of hard hitting reporting kind of in the region. And, you know, we as we'll say listeners of this podcast, readers of this stuff um, need to support that community, because um, if we don't, there isn't the kind of billionaire waiting in the wings to drop in, you know, a plane full of kind of, I don't know, gold doubloons to kind of help keep us afloat. Yeah. And, and, and besides, you know, donating, like be part of it. Right. Like I said, like we, the media, like Darren Lawson's great piece, you know, on Penn was great. That was awesome. You know, that, that was a community voice kind of explaining why, um, he's suing the district and for good reason. Um, so, you know, while we have like, you know, professional trained journalists like Catherine Russo, Pat Marsh, Jenny Cohn, um, we community journalists as well, like Darren, Leo or Kirsten. So, you know, if you have a story that you want to write or a story idea that you want, uh, you think we should cover, um, you can always reach out to me and DM me um, either at the Beacon's Twitter handle or my own. 
That's fantastic. And one thing I do want to touch on before we before we call it an evening tonight is that I, you know I've got to say. Uh, you know, your addition, a perfect example of what can happen when we turn around support this kind of independent media has been the podcast, The Signal, right? Now, I'm like, I don't know, I'm honored to be part of that, right? Um, to kind of help produce that show. But I mean, the guests that you've already had on that show in the first few episodes have just been outstanding. Um, and I only see good stuff coming down the road from that. And it's a great example of kind of like, you know, the progressive community, like working um, with each other and kind of like building each other up and, and using um, and sharing our expertise um, in order to kind of grow out the, the progressive and independent, um, you know, media sphere within Bucks County and throughout Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, what we're, again, like what the signal is trying to do is, you know, again, we're just highlighting under, you know, in a, in a different kind of like format and kind of digging a little deeper um, about issues that we're facing, you know, about history, because, you know, it's important to learn our history, which is a big reason why a lot of Republicans want to ban it. Um, we had some, uh, you know, for International Women's Day and, and Women's History Month, uh, we had a couple great guests with, uh, you know, Liza Featherstone totally. um, and Dr. Kate Connolly um, talking about, well, Liza talking about kind of like, you know, the history of radical feminism and the uh, radical roots of the first International Women's Day. And, you know, uh, Kate Connolly talking about her research into like Sylvia Pankhurst, who was just like this real badass suffragette from the UK, you know, came to the United States, came, you know, toward Philly, uh, did organizing in solidarity with the women's movement in the United States. Um, we had a local local immigrant rights activist, Sue Ann DeVito, um, who's part of Immigrant Rights Action, talking about her taking a trip to the border um, to kind of like unpack what's happening there and how you can kind of like support immigrants uh, locally. And then we had a great episode um, with uh, Maurice Cunningham uh, about the dark money and their kind of, uh, you know, uh, sock puppet actors that are part of this coordinated attack on school boards and public education in general. And he really kind of like unpacks, you know, the history and the ideology behind like groups for like Moms for Liberty and like Parents Defending Education and No Left Turn. Um, and then next week, we're going to have another episode about you know, this war on public education. And we're going to be uh, featuring Jennifer Berkshire, uh, who's the author awesome. of A Wolf at the Schoolhouse Door, The Dismantling of Public Education and the Future of School. And she's going to, and we're going to kind of dig into what we've been seeing with, you know, this whole like parental rights movement, as well as these groups that are proliferating both locally and nationally that are, you know, using... Uh, public education as the the new battleground for their cultural and ideological wars that they're waging. Just absolutely fantastic stuff, Cyril. Um, it's just uh, it's been uh, a pleasure, kind of being say a part of uh, part of the signal for here, but also more of just kind of. Uh, being part of this growing movement in Bucks County, right, for this kind of independent media to see what the Beacon has been able to do 
um, the kind of support that's come out for the community and the kind of coverage you all have been doing. So I encourage everybody listening tonight, if you can, right, um, head on over to the uh, buckscountybeacon.com. It's a buckscountybeacon.com. You click on that little uh, link there to support the beacon. And if you can afford it right now, you can uh, become a subscriber for five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can afford um, to throw in there to make sure that we kind of put our support behind this, uh, you know, amazing and growing institution. And, uh, you know, hats off to you for, uh, you know, being kind of like, you know, um, being one of the many captains moving the ship through the waters, you know, uh, the point person that's really kind of uh, helped turn this into a gem in our county. I appreciate that, Kevin. And thanks again for having me back on. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, one thing I just want to I did not mention at the top of the show, in part because I did not know until the middle of the show, got the confirmation that next week on Out to Coop Live, we'll have Karen Faraday back on the show. Um, huge um, IPCC report came back on climate um, and it was not good, as we talked about in this last week's uh, Friday Politics Roundup. Uh, Karen's going to come on and talk about the what's happening in kind of climate change, some of the activism that is happening right here in Pennsylvania, um, and all things uh, kind of uh, rooted in the world of trying to protect our future from kind of planetary collapse. I don't know. <laughs> Just nothing but happiness. All right, everybody. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Rage Chicken, where I remind you, you can help support the show by heading on over to patreon.com slash rc press where you become a patron for as little as five bucks a month serial take it easy man we'll see you soon thanks kevin see ya all right everybody we are out of here for this evening thank you for tuning in thank you for your comments thank you for your engagement and as always thank you for your support thanks to our members thanks to our subscribers and thanks to our twitter warriors who are out there always help to support and get the word out we'll talk to you soon see ya